0: Talk Radio 680, WCBM.
1: The excitement is real as legal sports betting hits home with BetMGM. Take the winning shot and join the action at WCBM.com or on the
2: WCBM mobile app. It's time to bet, play, and win with BetMGM.
3: Kim Classic Live
0: starts now on Talk Radio 680, WCBM, and 99.9 FM in Harford County.
1: All right, good morning. If you're just joining us, you know i got to ask you, where the heck have you been? We've had a great show thus far. We talked about the uh, principal at Pikesville High School. That investigation is underway. We also talked about uh, the governor's proposed budget. Like I said, we'll give him a pat on the back for having it down just a bit. Uh, But, of course, there's a lot of work left to be done. Uh, And then I do have a lot of good treats for you this hour. We have uh, two special guests with us. Uh, One is by the name of Lindsey Graham. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking Senator Lindsey Graham, but no. Lindsey Graham is Patriot Barbie, and I want to play an audio clip before I bring uh, Patriot Barbie on because I think this is very important. Uh, we see a lot of individuals go to some of these school board meetings, and there are many parents. There are a lot of uh, you know community members that are just really sick and tired. Of all of the nonsense. And as if you recall, uh, gosh, I guess it was right before Glenn Youngkin and Winsome Sears was elected, uh, in Loudoun County, Virginia, you had parents band together and, you know, really take the school board to task when they found out during the COVID pandemic the kind of uh, lessons their kids were being taught in school. And so a lot of people were very disturbed. And I have to tell you, I was one of those people, and so you had some very courageous individuals actually get up and confront some of these school boards and well patriot barbie is one of those people i want you to take a listen to what she had to say to the school board
4: hello my name is lindsey graham and i am a cat meow meow i'm not a woman dressed as a cat i am a cat by show of hands i'm curious uh how many of you believe and confess that i'm a cat Great. I am. Um, by show of hands, I'm curious, how many of you believe that your child or a child from this school would believe that I'm actually a cat? No one. You are right, why? Because you are not stupid and these children are not stupid. Truth prevails over imagination. Reality exists. Discernment is innate and something we are biologically wired to have. One look at me and you know this to be true, I am a woman posing as a cat. You may also think correctly that if I truly believe I'm a cat, I have a mental disorder. If I suffer from a mental disorder, and if I am unable to discern reality, am I safe to be around children? Would you put me in charge of making critical decisions about the safety and well-being of children and about the direction of their education when I cannot even discern truth from fiction? Confession. I'm not actually a cat, guys, just because I say I am. You've not agreed to or committed to addressing me as a cat simply because I demand it no tail whiskers or outfit makes me a cat just like no lipstick high heels or long hair makes him a man a woman it is just as biologically impossible for me to become a cat as it is for a man to be a woman and you have one job as members of this school board and it's defined as this school board members are responsible for broad forward-thinking minute analysis and decisive action in all areas that affect students and staff in their schools i ask you do you believe that the actions of a grown man playing dress up as a woman affects the students and staff positively or negatively
1: all right and that is lindsey graham also known as the patriot barbie and she's joining us this morning uh, first of all Lindsay, good morning and thank you so much for being here
2: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Absolutely. So I, you know, I I received this video of you at the school board, and meanwhile, you looked fabulous as a cat, by the way. Okay, you had be fooled. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. And so I saw this video, and it was sent to me, and, it, and, and I was asked to react to it, and I did. And I'm so glad that you reached out. It was like, hey, that's me in the video. And so then I was like, oh, wait a minute. And so I look and I'm like, wow, you know, you are really on the front lines uh, working hard to fight back against all of this nonsense. First and foremost, what gave you the idea to go to the
2: school board dressed as a cat? Well, it's a great story because that's actually the first school board meeting I've ever spoken at in my life. I was not political before 2020. I was not involved in my kids' school. Um, and ironically, it just, I mean, that's the logic that we have, right? It's like, you can't just be something that you're not. If it's just because you say you are. And I said, I'm going to go to the school board and, and speak up against this man. And it was after Halloween. And I just happened to have a cat costume lying in my bedroom. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go dressed as a cat and show him how stupid and silly it is that I can put on accessories of a cat and then claim ultimate catness. And that's, and that's literally how it came out. I, of course, I didn't expect it to blow up as big as it did because we don't think these things are theatrical or or anything like that we think they're just they're truth i mean his his idea that wearing earrings and a dress makes him a woman is so ridiculous i don't know how to point out the hypocrisy unless i myself act ridiculous in doing so
1: yeah, and if you're just joining us, we're joined by Lindsey Graham. She is the Patriot Barbie. Uh, Lindsay, you know, of course, I, I saw the video, but I couldn't quite see or make out. How did the school board react?
2: Well, there are two members of the school board who are very conservative and do not agree with his antics. And his antics, by the way, are making the children call him Miss Bixler and using the little girls' restrooms at events, school events, <sighs> And they they kept a very straight face. But I was I was contacted shortly after and said and was told, thank you so much, because everyone is afraid to speak up against this man because of, you know, non-inclusivity and transphobia and all these things. And um, they were very, very happy that someone was willing to step up and say, no, this is not okay And it's it's not hateful to say that this is not okay for our children.
1: Wow. So he even uses a little girl's
2: restroom. Yes, I'm told not at the school, but he does attend all of the school events. So the fundraisers, the fairs, the spelling bees, and he has been found. I've got someone that came forward and said that, yes, indeed, as a female, I was at a school event and he was in the women's restroom. Wow.
1: Th- this is yeah. just it, 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 it's for me. It's like, you know, listening to some of the stuff, it's like, wow, you know, how could this possibly be? But there, there are so many people. That really try to normalize this behavior. Uh, I got to ask you, you know, after you showed up there and after the school board actually saw just how ridiculous this all was, did they make any changes?
2: There was um, there was a recall started for Paul Bixler, and it got a lot of momentum. I don't know how this is possible, but unfortunately it failed. So he has to either resign or he's, um, he's actually able to be voted out this year. And so I'm going to be putting a lot of effort in this year to making sure conservatives get elected to that school board and that parents are aware. A lot of parents were not even aware he sat on the school board. He advocated for boys to play on girls' sports. He advocated for the children to be able to talk about gender issues to counselors without the parents knowing. I mean, he is a predator and he's a threat to these parents and to this children's minds. So my goal this year will be, yes, parents need to know that not only is he just sitting on the board, you know, he is he's a, a real and, and tangible and physical threat to your children in the schools and at the school events and for your freedoms as a parent.
1: Yeah. And, and for the audience here, uh, Lindsay, if you could tell everybody, you know, which uh, school district, obviously, what city and state you're in.
2: Uh, this is Liberty School District number 25 in Buckeye, Arizona. Okay. And the school board member is Paul Bixler. Um, He's still currently sitting on the board and still, you know, of course, making decisions based more on his sexual um, identity more than, you know, your children's education.
1: Well, and of course, I want to ask you, because of course, you, you know, you, you put yourself in the front lines there. And as you noted, you weren't really involved in politics before. And I could you know relate to that, because as soon as you throw your hat in the ring or as soon as you stand up and fight, you know, sometimes you do get some backlash. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you got positive feedback. But were there any uh, individuals that were against what you were trying to do?
2: Yes, Paul had um, previously, after that initial speech, Um, He had started rallying his LGBTQ plus, you know, pride cult people showing up with, you know, trans rights or human rights shirts. And there was a lot of head shaking and and shaming of me. And it was really, honestly, it was very demonic. Like I stepped into the, the school board meeting just feeling like, man, these people are just so evil. And that was a moment where I realized if these evil people hate me so much, my message must be good and it must be truth and it must be godly. And that was very empowering. I mean, they don't, hold, they don't hold anything over me. They try to make arguments, and you just there's no rationality to them. Someone pointed out that during my speech, I asked, uh, do any of you believe that I'm a cat? And their comment was, oh, you didn't even look around the room. I go, do, do you think that someone had raised their hand in, in stupidity to say that they believed that I was actually a cat? I mean, what point are you trying to make? And so arguing with them, I mean, not only is it exhausting and senseless, But they don't really make any argument. And so it's kind of like, I don't know what you're what you're trying to do here, but I'm definitely going to win. So I'm 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 definitely in a fight that I know I can win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, look, a lot of us appreciate what you're doing. If you're just joining us, we're speaking to Lindsey Graham, the Patriot Barbie. Uh, Lindsey, you know, like you said, you got thrusted into all of this. Uh, What are you currently working on? You know, how can we support you all the way here in Maryland?
2: Oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I am a kind of a full-time political activist. Um, you know, I think you know the backstory. I lost my salon in 2020 for defying mandates, but I'm I've got my entrepreneurial spirit back. I've written two books. One is my memoir, um, and one is uh, a children's an actual like children's prayer um, prayer book for toddlers. And um, I've started a, a patriotic and Jesus loving apparel company called the Patriot Barbie Shop. Um, And you can find all of this on patriotbarbie.com.
1: Nice. Well, again, we really appreciate the work that you're doing. And, of course, I'll be wearing my Patriot Barbie uh, merchandise here soon as well. I mean, because, you know, it, it takes a lot. It really does take a lot. For someone to do what you have done, and in a case uh, here in the audience, because a lot of people don't know about uh, you use, uh, losing your salon, if you could walk people through that as well, because you know during COVID we had a lot of pe- uh, people really trying to stand up, uh, but I, I just felt as though that you know we only had a few courageous individuals. Uh, I, I would love to have seen more, but just uh, fill the audience in on how that all uh, transpired for you.
2: Yeah. So in twenty twenty I was I became famously or infamously, however you wanna look at it, known as the salon owner in Oregon. Um, because during COVID lockdowns, I had shut down like everyone else in America, just obeyed and complied. And after a certain amount of time, everyone was staying closed and yet Walmart and Home Depot were open. And again, I was not political and I wasn't even, you know, very deeply religious. I so wasn't close with Jesus. But something in my spirit said this is so incredibly wrong, and I don't know how I know this because I'm not educated politically or, or scientifically, obviously, but something's not right, and I don't believe this. That was my awakening, and I, I think it was literally the Holy Spirit just snapping something awakened me. And I said, you know what? I can't do this. We're going to go bankrupt. We are going to lose everything that we've worked for for 20 years if I stay shut, and it doesn't make sense, and I don't think I'm going to kill anybody, so I'm going to do hair. And I opened my 25-chair salon in Salem, Oregon. And the rest is history because, you know, the government targeted me because I was one of the first in America to reopen publicly. And I had, you know, my livelihood threatened. I had huge fines. Um, CPS tried to threaten to take my children away. Um, I was threatened to kick out of my building. I just, I, the more that they came after me, the more I realized what a threat to <laughs> the system I was and that it was more about that than it was safety. And so I stood my ground. I stayed open. I refused to shut back down. Um, I did ultimately lose everything in Oregon due to cancel culture, but it's been the greatest blessing of my life. God had a plan for me. He called me into activism and being a conservative voice and really just ignited the fire that we all need to have, which is it's not about money. It's not about fame. It's not about nice things or riches. It's about family and love and discipleship and spreading the gospel, but more importantly, speaking up for those values and protecting our children, whatever it costs you. And that's, I mean, that's ultimately what I believe is. It costs me everything, um, but what I am left with is my purpose, my, my cause. My, the reason that God created me as he did is to be bold and, and to fight, and so I'm, that's what I'm doing full-time.
1: No, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us today, Lindsay. If you could just let people know, how can they follow you on X or any of the social media platforms? What's your What are your handles?
2: On um, Instagram, I am the dot um, On Twitter or X, I am real Lindsay Graham. Real, real Lindsay G. Okay. Uh, Instagram is my main platform. Yeah, the.patriot.barbie. patriot barbie.
1: All right, nice. Well, I appreciate everything that you've done. And then real quick, uh, one more time, if you could give us uh, the the store website.
2: Absolutely. So my my merch company is uh, shoppatriotbarbie.com, and my Christian fashion brand is prettylittlepatriot.com.
1: All right. Well, guess what, Lindsey Graham? I am excited, and I I definitely am going to have your merchandise on. I can't wait to post with it. Thank you so much for joining me. And uh, keep fighting the good fight because we need people like you. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And that was Lindsey Graham, the Patriot Barbie. And again, on, on X, if you missed that, it's real Lindsey G. Uh, and then, as she told you, she's uh, the Patriot Barbie on Instagram as well. And like I said, I came across a cat video. I'm going to post it again here on X uh, during the commercial break. But, you know, she really is a fighter. She really is. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine going into the school board meeting, and it was a packed house dressed as a cat. But Lindsay did it <laughs> and she did not care. She doesn't care. You know, there are some people I do believe that they have, you know, as she was saying like this purpose in life. I do believe that there are some people that are just destined to fight the good fight. And I, I do believe she's one of those people. Like she doesn't care about the backlash. She doesn't care. You know, of course, like you heard there, she lost everything in Oregon. Uh, you know, the cancel culture. She still just keeps on trucking. I love that. So many people would have, uh, you know, been just broken and given up. And we say a lot about President Trump in that way. President Trump didn't have to run again, right? He could have just said, all right, 2020 happened and now I'm going home. He didn't do that. You know, he's unbreakable. And I, I feel the same way about Lindsey. So definitely give the Patriot Barbie a follow. When we get back, we are going to play Who Said That? And then shortly we'll be joined by Delegate Nito Mangioni And we're going to hear about what he's working on in Annapolis.
5: Joining me in studio, as usual, is Melissa Segev, Audiology Associates. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Boy, do I have questions for you. Yeah. Uh, Should I ignore my tinnitus? A lot of us of a certain age are ending up with tinnitus. And the question, can I just ignore it?
6: You know, I don't think we should ignore anything that is suddenly there that wasn't. You know, a lot of people will have tinnitus due to noise exposure. So even if they were 20 and were, you know, that's when the tinnitus could have began. And as we get older, it just becomes more like consistent so it's there all the time instead of just intermittently and my answer is never ignore something because tinnitus is most likely associated with hearing loss which should also be documented but it also might lead to other or be caused from other problems that really do need more medical attention for example if you have tinnitus in one ear that is usually more concerning than if it's in both or maybe in the center of your head Um, because we want to know why is one ear producing it when it's not when the other one isn't and we want to always rule out tumors or small growths that can occur in the ear that cause that. Um, every medication has a side effect of tinnitus as well, and then the most common cause of tinnitus is hearing loss. So if you have hearing loss in one ear, not the other, um, you know we you might have tinnitus in that ear. But again, we want to know why. We want things to happen in both ears at the same time. So when they do. They don't. We always want to look into it. Um, And then even if you do have tinnitus, there's a lot of treatments available. There's no cure, regardless of whatever you see on Mm -hmm. Google. Dr. Google doesn't know. There's no (laughs) cure for tinnitus. It is produced from the brain. Um, But what we do know, there are a lot of treatments that are very effective in managing it.
5: Yeah, and with uh, today's technology and the hearing aids, it's it's amazing what can be done. Amazing. Uh, in order to cancel out that sound. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Melissa Segev, Audiology Associates, when silence is not golden, telephone number?
6: 410-944-3100.
5: Or online, aaiaudiology.com. As always,
3: thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hi, this is Sean Casey. If you snore, you may have sleep apnea. But Dr. Damian Blum of Feel Well Rested has a simple solution. And it's not that cumbersome CPAP mask. Dr. Damien Blum will fit you with a custom-fit mouthpiece if you have sleep apnea. Make an appointment to see Dr. Damien Blum. If you're tired or overweight, clear your throat or snore, you may have sleep apnea. Sleep apnea can cause strokes, heart attacks, memory problems like Alzheimer's or dementia, and even death. Also, there's a connection to diabetes, acid reflux, and erectile dysfunction. Dr. Damien Blum is certified by the American Board of Dental Sleep Medicine, and he's a diplomat of the American Academy of Dental Sleep Medicine. Most health insurances are accepted, and they are in-network providers for Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Medicare. Call Dr. Damien Blum at Feel Well Rested at 410-744-6088. 410-744-6088. They want to help you feel well rested, too. Call today. 410 6088
7: Are you ready for talk radio unlike anything you've heard before? I'm Frank Morano. Join me for the other side of midnight for an unexpected journey through current events, the paranormal, pop culture, and more. Weekday mornings from 1 to 5, Talk
0: Radio 680, WCBM. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was the Patriot Barbie. And if you follow me on X, uh, fully known as Twitter, I just uh, reposted her video with her handle there so you can give her a follow. I will do the same on Instagram uh, during the next commercial break as well. You know, look, I, I love women that stand up to the nonsense. I do. This is why I love Moms for Liberty. This is why I loved all the moms down there in Loudoun County. This is why I love the Baltimore County Republican Women's Club, all the women's clubs that we have here uh, in the state of Maryland and beyond. It takes a lot, right? Because think about it. We're already, many of us are moms. We're already trying to manage the household, right? I mean, not to say anything to the dads. Dads, you do a great job. But like, let's face it, mommy's raising the kids for the most part, right? I mean, look, there's a lot that goes into this. And the fact that they still show up at these school board meetings, Right. And still gets uh, dinner on the table. I, I just I look, I, I I admire it. I do. I admire it. And, uh, you know, we need more more people like Lindsay. And so, again, not just this is any slight or shade to any of the men. You guys do a great job as well. All right. Coming up here in just a second. We are going to play Who Said That? Uh, but I also wanted to do, just take a listen because uh, you had Congressman Matt Gates on Newsmax yesterday. <laughs> and he was with Carl Higby. Uh, you know what? Carl's. I wonder if I could get Carl on the show soon. Carl Higby, a good friend of mine, uh, he was on and, uh, you know, they were chatting about all the voters coming over the southern border. But Matt Gates made this comment and I wanted to share it with you because a lot of people were upset on X, formerly known as Twitter. But take a listen because I wasn't upset, but maybe I'm just being foolish. Take a listen.
7: Matt Gates joins me now. Congressman, I don't know if you had a chance to hear what President Trump said, but he basically called the entire court thing another sham, which I happen to think it is. And now he's off to New Hampshire to campaign more. The guy's a machine. There is a relentlessness and a persistence in the Trump campaign that I think really emerges out of the candidate himself. In Iowa, this victory was so huge. And really, it was a testament to the resiliency of the Trump voter. Because mm-hmm. you had the worst conditions possible, a historically challenging weather, and ICE. And these folks came out and uh, voted overwhelmingly for the president. I met with a lot of those folks. This is the blue collar realignment of the Republican Party. And what I could tell you is like for every Karen we lose, there's a there's a Julio and a Jamal ready to sign up for the MAGA movement. And that abodes well for our ability to be more diverse and to be more durable as we head into not only the rest of the primary contests, but also the general election.
1: For every Karen we lose, there's a Julio and Jamal willing to sign up. (laughs) Look, there are a lot of people online that are very upset by this comment. I did not find it upsetting. I honestly, I thought I felt like it was extremely hilarious. Right. There's like a little bit of truth there, because right now, and as we talked about the rapper Meek Mill yesterday that he posted that he's uh, supporting Trump, you know, here in November, and you've got now all of these people coming out and forward. And I told you yesterday, there's a lot of black men that are now saying openly on social media, they are in fact voting for Trump in November. And so I don't I don't see it as a slight. I mean, I really don't. I I can understand why people were not extremely happy about it. But I I just don't feel like it's a slight. I I said, this is just comedy. I don't know. I don't know. All right, we are going to play Who Said That. Remember, if you know who said it in the audio clip, you've got to call me at 410-WCBM-680. That is 410-922-6680. Take a listen.
5: It's a long time we spent together in, in all the most extraordinary circumstances from, you know, lousy rooms to great rooms.
8: Mm-hmm.
5: But we were together a long, long time, and it, we just became stale musically.
1: All right, who said that? 410-WCBM-680. I bet a lot of you could guess who that was. But you can't, all right, just so you know, don't forget, you have to call me, right? You've got to call Producer Brian. You can't just email it. You can't just text it in because you get bragging rights and scratch-off lottery tickets. I can see the phone lines are blowing up now. 410-WCVM-680, 410-922-6680. 410-WCVM-680, 410-922-6680. Uh, and then after we get a winner, we'll be joined by Delegate Nino Mangioni. We'll talk about what he's working on in Annapolis. And then also VP Kamala Harris. She was on The View yesterday. And some of the comments that she made were mind-boggling. <laughs> it's almost as if she doesn't know that she actually has a job currently. It's very bizarre. We'll talk about that clip as well coming up next.
8: HRN News, I'm Rich Thomason. With the New Hampshire primary fast approaching, the Republican presidential hopefuls have been busy campaigning in the state. Former President Trump leads in Granite State polls, followed by Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. House Speaker Mike Johnson says the issue of open borders surfaced during yesterday's sit-down with President Biden. A Senate deal on border security appears to be putting GOP senators on a collision course with their Republican brethren in the House of Representatives. Pakistan's Air Force launching retaliatory strikes on Iran in response to Iran's Tuesday attack on Pakistan. It killed two children in the country's southwest. The attacks raising the threat of Mideast bloodshed spreading beyond Gaza, where Israel and Hamas continue waging war. On Wall Street, the Dow down 22 points, and NASDAQ is up 182. This is SRN News. A consumer cellular... consumer cellular when freedom calls we're here to answer call us at 1-888 freedom half the cost savings based on cost of consumer cellular single line five gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid
0: unlimited talk text and data plan offered by t-mobile and verizon may 2023
5: are you drowning in irs tax debt Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Call Civic Tax Relief for free information now. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free.
8: Just call 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908.
9: Another round of snow on the way. A winter weather advisory tomorrow morning through early saturday today we're cloudy dry it's cold 38 snow starting to show up late tonight tomorrow snow off and on one to three inches of accumulation that'll make for some slippery roads tomorrow 34 saturday sunny and dry very cold though only 28 saturday i'm meteorologist terry smith from the weather channel for talk radio 680 wcbm
7: don't miss the chesapeake bay boat show january 19th through the 21st at the maryland state fairgrounds over 30 maryland boat dealers 300 boats on display over 100 exhibitors fishing and boating seminars and free parking visit the chesapeake bay boat show.com for tickets
0: we're here with ryan herbert of pro status financial advisors group here in the maryland dc area and host of the savvy investor radio show and podcast Ryan, you get to be about 55 and a half and older, and you know you need a few things. You need a financial advisor, you need a CPA, and you need an estate planning attorney, and you want them all talking to each other so they're working for me, for us. And that's hard to do.
7: Yeah, that's the hardest thing, simply getting them on the phone, let alone getting them to talk to each other. And most importantly, above anything else, is getting them to agree On a strategy, you know, that's the most important thing is coming up with an estate plan that works with your financial plan, coming up with a plan for taxes that works with your financial plan and making sure all of them are doing the same thing. Because if you're working with three different people, you're driving to one side of town to see your estate planning attorney, Mm -hmm. you're driving across the other side of town to see your CPA and then you're going to see your financial advisor. Making sure that all of them work together is the hardest part. And that is why we bring it all under one roof with ProStatus Financial. So for the next five callers that are truly serious, why not take the steps now to protect everything that you've worked so hard for? I encourage you to give us a call at 866-597-1040 and sit down with Mike, myself, and a member of our team here at ProStatus. And we'll put together your very own comprehensive retirement plan that you need to have all in one
0: place this is the model that ryan herbert mike Connette, and their team at pro status financial have built so for the next five callers with five hundred thousand dollars or more saved for retirement congratulations and as ryan said they're going to sit down with you personally and create your step-by-step plan for a successful retirement call pro status now 866-597-1040 that's 866-597-1040 and at the savvy Advisory
7: services offered through ProStatus Group LLC, a registered investment advisor.
1: Parents and grandparents, get the children's book Mr. Delight's Breakfast Party. Enjoy as Master Chef Mr. Gigglebite Delight gives a neighborhood breakfast party, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble and Walmart. Mr. D E L I T E S breakfast party.
4: Get a tax refund advance loan at Jackson Hewitt
1: now. No fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com.
8: Can't wait weeks for your tax refund? Then don't. At Jackson Hewitt, get money today if you're approved for a no fee refund advance loan on a prepaid card. Book today at jacksonhewitt.com. No fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com.
0: Mark Levin, weekday evenings at 7 on Talk Radio 680 WCBM.
1: All right. Again, that was Patriot Barbie. You can follow her on any social media platform. And I I suggest to follow. Like I said, I posted her uh, video in the cat suit as we were talking about it. And she showed up to the school board meeting uh, to demand the school board to understand how ridiculous it is. To have a man uh, dressed up as a female and try to make some of the students uh, refer to him as a female, even though the kids know him to be a man. It is it's quite crazy. Uh, right now, we are going to play Who Said That? And it uh, looks like we might have a winner on the phone. But first, we should play the audio.
9: It's a
5: long time we spent together in, in all the most extraordinary circumstances, from, you know, lousy rooms to great rooms.
8: Mm-hmm.
5: But we were together a long, long time. And it, we just became stale musically.
1: All right. We're going to get a winner here. I've got uh, Chris in Westminster. Chris, who do you think that was?
8: Hey, good morning, Kim. Good uh, morning. That's the great John Lennon.
1: John Lennon. All right. How did, did you know that immediately?
8: Uh, yes. I played in bands for years. I listened to all kinds of music. Yeah, from ah. classic to alternative rock, so. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, producer Brian said some people were de- guessing. What was that, Brian? George Harrison? Did, it, did they sound alike? I don't know. <laughs> okay, votes from Liverpool. Producer Brian says, "Well, guess what, Chris? You got it right. You got bragging rights Thanks. and Maryland scratch-off lottery tickets. Uh, we just ask that if you win big, uh, you call back and let us know what you purchased, because many of us can't afford it. But we would love to be <laughs> you happy got for him, you.
10: Dear. Love your show, Kim.
1: <laughs> All right, thank you, Chris. Have a great thank day. Uh, yes, yeah, so Chris did win bragging rights and scratch-off lottery tickets. Don't forget, play the fun new scratch-off game, Fast Roll." With a top prize of $1,000, reveal a 7, and you'll win the prize shown. Reveal an 11 symbol, and you will win double the prize shown. For details, go to mdlottery.com. Please play responsibly. That's all we ask. All right, so we have another great guest joining us. And as we know, there's a lot going on in Annapolis. I'm joined right now by Delegate Nino Mangione. First of all, Delegate, I know you have a very busy day. How are you?
0: Kim, I'm great. And actually, I would have said John Lennon also. So, I
1: mean, oh, nice. It's my way. But no, <laughs>
0: I'm great. It's busy. I'm, I'm, thank you for taking my uh, my call here. And uh, yeah, there is a lot going on in Annapolis, especially this. Uh, it starts off a little slow, but the budget was released yesterday. That's obviously a big issue that we're facing. And it only gets crazier from here. So I'm glad to be on your show and to talk a little bit today about a bill that I was proposing. So
1: yeah. happy to be here. Yeah, no, Delegate, we want to get into your bill. I, d- I do want to get your reaction, though, to the budget that was proposed by Governor Westmore. Uh, when you look at, uh, at the budget, and, and look, I gave him props, you know, it didn't seem like it was too crazy of an ask. But there were obviously places where we could have cut just a bit more. And even when it came to Department of Juvenile Services, I noticed he's, he wants to add $16 million uh, for programming. But, you know, that wasn't clear to me what that programming was or what it meant. So I just want to get your initial reaction to the budget.
0: Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you at all. But I mean, I'll mean, i say this. We are in a budget crisis. And it's down the line more so. But we were warned last year by our analysts. We spent like crazy last year. Um, I'm glad you're right. There's no new projected taxes in this latest budget proposed by the governor. Um, but the fact of the matter is, Make no mistake, we have a projected deficit where expenditures are basically outpacing the money we take in. Of course, politicians and analysts, they call that revenues, right? But our spending is outpacing revenue. And I believe it's set to increase somewhere around $2.7 billion by, I think, 29, right. if we don't do something about it. So... um you know, pulling from the state's rainy day fund, which this budget does, and borrowing more money than previous years, which this budget does. And, of course, uh, they, you know, play some, which is, you know, it's smart because it makes it look good, shifting money around and all that. And I get it. Like, that's, I'm glad, again, that the governor does not have new taxes on here. But the fact is, we know we're up against the problem, and we're not going far enough to fix it now. So when are we going to do that? I'm not sure. The fact is, the $2.7 billion budget um stuff like Kerwin, they need to say, wait a minute, Kerwin, it's not only failing, but it is too much money. The answer is no, we have to pull back, but that's not happening. Some of these radical green initiatives for the future are going to put us in a deeper hole, but we have to say no, but that's not happening either. So they are, I believe, cutting some agencies, or I say cutting, I say they're reducing the amount that they're spending, which I agree with. I think we need to actually cut them if we're going to get serious about this long-term deficit. But, you know, I'm glad there are new taxes yet, but there's certainly going to be some fees. I'm sure they're going to look into increasing, and the discussion on raising taxes is maybe a year or two more down the road, but it's not realistic to think that unless they do something drastic that we're going to be facing these very difficult decisions and I, that I will do my part in saying absolutely not. But they're going to have a very difficult, unless they get serious about Kerwin, for example, about uh, balancing this budget long term without increasing taxes.
1: I agree. And if you're just joining us, we're joined by Delegate Nito Mangione. uh Obviously, like I said, very busy time period in Annapolis. And you are working on legislation. If you could just uh, fill the audience in, Delegate, on what you're working on.
0: Yeah, so what I, I look at, what I try to do, Kim, is look at some of the major issues, and there's a couple of them, obviously, but the budget being one of them. And as a Republican, I'm well aware I'm in the super minority, and my role is, is you know, minor compared to the leadership. Obviously, I'm not naive to that, but I try to see what problems the state's facing or communities facing. I try to come up with a solution that I think is realistic you know, to put forth and let them decide if this is something that we should take serious. And I followed legislation because I think it is essential for the taxpayers of Maryland to know if somebody wants to, or which delegate or senator or governor, or whatever, the elected official, wants to increase their taxes or fees rather than reducing spending. So I came up with what's called the Taxpayer Protection Act. And this bill is all about transparency, and it's so citizens have the right to know how their elected officials voted and i think every taxpayer does have that right kim to know who's voting to raise their taxes or fees and i don't want to see uh... you know political stunts or fees increase through the regulatory process which is exactly what happened you've discussed it on your show you've done a great job Our, you know our, our friends in the media have discussed and, and to his credit the governor agreed what happened was uh... he agreed the gas tax was was a huge issue last year And what this all stems from is in 2012, when Martin O'Malley and the Democrats decided that they were going to pass the bill that tied the gas tax to inflation. So what that allowed for is the gas tax to go up every year. And until the gas prices got really high, they could get away with it. You know, it wasn't anything crazy. But what we saw was a radical increase in the gas tax and the price of gas and inflation under the Biden administration. And it's outrageous to think And it's one of the worst pieces of legislation ever in this state that taxes could automatically go up without legislators putting their name behind it. Yes or no. And if it's your prerogative to raise taxes, that's fine. But I'm saying I firmly believe there should be a public vote and a record so the taxpayers know what actions we took, and they can make a decision going forward whether or not when they go to the voting booth they want to vote for somebody who constantly voted for or against a tax. And they might be all in agreement. Who knows? But this is about transparency. And if fees are going to go up or a tax is going to go up, put your name behind it. That's the premise of my bill.
1: Well, that is a great bill there. I've got to ask you, Delegate, uh, do you think you'll have support from the other side of the aisle with this one?
0: Well, this is one list. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be tough to get their support because it makes it life easier on the Democrats who have been known for some of the taxing and the spending. To not have to put their name behind it, but this is about transparency. As I said, I think everybody should be for government transparency, and I'm willing to put my name out there and put this bill forward. And, uh, you know, I don't want to see us return. I don't want to see the Governor Moore or the Democrats return to the O'Malley model, basically, is the premise of this, where it's just spending, taxes, fees, all that without any, uh, you know, concern for the taxpayer or fiscal responsibility. And I'm going to work to see if I can get some Democrats to, uh, you know, in the committees to to just, you know, give it a a listen and, you know, think about your constituents. Think about what's right. Think about if you weren't in elective office, but you were at the voting booth, you would want to know if that, the politician, how they stand on some of these issues. We can't let it hide. You can't hide behind political maneuvers. So we'll see. I'm going to work with them. and I know I have a lot of support amongst my Republican colleagues, and, you know, we're going to see what what happens of it, and we're going to make the most of it this
1: session. Well, if you're just joining us, we're joined by Delegate Nito Mangioni And uh, Delegate, I would think, you know, it would be, I would think, political career suicide if you voted against transparency. You know what I mean? I I would think that you would have the support that this would get through, especially from some of those uh, that just arrived in Annapolis that were possibly voted in in 2022 or even 2020. I've noticed that some of those Democrats uh, seem to be fine with transparency. Not all of them. Some of them do. Uh, But what is your take on that? Do you think that if they voted against this, uh, it would it would hurt their careers?
0: I think it would, because, like you said, I mean, this is about transparency. And what's unique about this bill it's, it's just how it works, is it actually turns out to be a constitutional amendment because it changes um, a, a tax code that was already put forth. And what that would allow is the people to decide. So what they, you know, if you just put it, this should come for a vote. This should be able to come to the House. I'm, whether it does or not, I'm not sure yet. We'll see. Um, but it should, it, what it would allow for the people to decide, it's a very simple question, and it's not complex at all. And the, it would allow the people to decide. Whether or not the vote should, or the the tax and the fees should be on record, so I mean that would that's the ultimate judge. They always talk about let's let the people decide. Well, that's what they're trying to do uh, with you know what they did with marijuana, for example, sports gambling. What they're trying to do with the uh, the constitutional amendment, you know, that they have on abortion on the ballot. Yeah. So how about let's let the people decide here if their taxes and fees should be raised basically by administrative fiat or by a political maneuver, where like what they did in two thousand twelve.
1: So let them decide. Yeah, no, I agree with you, delegate. You know, while I have you, I, I've got to ask. You know, we saw what Governor Westmore has. Uh, propose as far as tackling some of the juvenile crime uh, you know I know that Republicans came forth with bills you know long ago many of you wanted to call a special session to do something about the juvenile crime crisis are you satisfied with what you've seen from the governor or even other Democrats in regards to the juveniles that are have just been uh, completely out of control lately
0: well, I agree that juveniles have been out of control, and we have put forth a good piece of legislation. I have to take a closer look at the governor's piece of legislation. But I'll say this, Kim, which is I don't think it deals with juveniles. But I, uh, well, it's, it's very interesting that the um, – gosh, which Democrat was it? They joined with Ivan Bates and put forth a bill um, that deal, uh, with the woman who was murdered in
1: oh, Baltimore Papa City, Malvern,
0: and Pablo LaPierre. Yeah. And I think from what I saw – I have to dig a little more into there's so much going on – it made sense, but it was—it's interesting because it mirrored a lot of what we were putting forth. So, you know, in that sense, I'm glad that they're getting serious on some things. In terms of the governor's, uh, you know, what was the Thrive program? My understanding is that was not very successful in in, uh, in West Baltimore. There was a district where 41—they said that was the most improved area—but there was 41 murders or something along those right. lines yep. in that district. So, I don't know. I have to take a closer look. I know that he's proposing some things, but without consequences for these juveniles, without serious repercussions for the repeat violent offenders. I mean, until we get very serious, I, mean, I know that it doesn't seem like the Democrats have an appetite for the child interrogation, but maybe tweaking the juvenile laws about you know getting from 13 and under with no repercussions. So we'll see. I really think, though, that you know, people need to wake up and understand that this is a massive mistake that they made last year or was a massive mistake. And unless they undo lots of it, we're going to see more of the same continuing problems.
1: Yeah, delegate, that's that's my fear. Uh, We're joined by delegate Nito Mangione. Uh, Delegate, is there anything else that you're working on or looking forward to this session uh, while we have you?
0: Well, then we're working on a handful of bills and uh like I said before the Repol- the Republican caucus has some good priorities out there, and a number of, are around the juvenile justice of course uh, i'm trying I'm working hard on a bill which you know sixty six percent of the American people actually agree with me to at least raise the discussion about making the death penalty legal again in Maryland. I think that that's something that a discussion should be had when pablo lape when her murder it's so gruesome. We need to set a standard as a society that we're never going to stand by and think that something like that's going to happen without sending the most serious of message to the perpetrators out there that you'll never get away with this. And to anybody that's thinking of that type of heinous crime, you're going to get the ultimate judgment and punishment against you. I mean, that's among other things where I'm, I'm going after and I've worked. You mentioned Moms for Liberty earlier. They do such a great job. We have a a bill that we're putting forth. Well, I may need to reach out to them to testify, actually, that deals with these sexually explicit books in our, um, our school libraries, school libraries for 10-year-olds learning basically soft pornography. It, it's, or, or, you know, potentially in books. It, it's disgusting. So we have a lot of number of things going on in our agenda, and we're going to be working hard, and we'll be keeping you up to date, Kim. So I appreciate you having me on.
1: No, I appreciate you. Delegate Nino Mangione, thank you so much for joining us today. And of course, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, And I think, you know, transparency is necessary in all all, uh, aspects, whether it's local, state or federal level. So thank you so much for working on this. And maybe we'll see that on the local level as well once you get it passed in Annapolis. So Delegate, thank you so much.
0: Have a good one, Kim.
1: Thanks. You too. And that was Delegate Nito Mangione. As You mentioned there uh, that is the uh, bill we spoke about yesterday that was introduced by State's Attorney Ivan Bates and Delegate Embry. Uh, that was the Pava LaPere. I guess they used her middle name as well. Pava Marie LaPere. Uh, and uh, basically, they want to put an end to the diminution credits. And as the delegate pointed out, uh, Pava was brutally murdered by Jason Billingsley, a repeat violent offender. And before he murdered her, as many of you guys pointed out, He was in Emerson Village uh, terrorizing a couple. And I read that he did this in front of their five-year-old child, Uh, beat them up, uh, sexually assaulted the woman, tied them up, and then tried lighting them on fire. It just so happens the fire uh, went out on its own, and he was unsuccessful in that. Uh, But this is obviously somebody that I would think does deserve the death penalty. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. All right, coming up next, I do want to play for you the audio of uh, VP Kamala Harris on The View yesterday. (laughs) You're going to laugh, okay? But, you know, I do have some good news. She is not laughing in this clip. Because if you're like me, I'm so sick and tired of hearing her cackle. But she's not actually laughing in this clip. But you'll be laughing. We'll have more of that coming up next.
10: And now, for the Institute on the Constitution, here's Michael Anthony Peruca with The American View. A few years ago, when I served as an elected member of the Anne Arundel County Council, it was customary that our meetings began with an invitation to the public to speak briefly on any subject they might desire. Well, during this open mic portion of one of these sessions, a woman spent her allotted two minutes energetically accusing me of hating homosexuals and declaring that my opinion on homosexuality may be unfit to serve on the council. Well, this is curious to me. Firstly, what made her think that I hate homosexuals? It is true that I am a Christian, and I believe that God's Word clearly provides that homosexual behavior is sinful. But that doesn't mean that I hate anybody. After all, lying is sinful, but that doesn't mean that I hate you because you told a lie. What it does mean is that I regard you, I love you enough to warn you about the negative consequences. You see, when a brother warns you not to do something dangerous, it's not because he hates you. Actually, quite the opposite is true. But it seems that with homosexuality, many of those who engage in the behavior so identify with the practice that even when someone lovingly tries to dissuade them from that practice, they cannot appreciate the crucial distinction between the act and the actor. So to hate the sin is interpreted as hating the sinner. It's also curious that at the county council session, our visitor is afforded the courtesy of freely expressing her opinion. But despite the opinion of the voters who elected me, she is of the opinion that their opinion should be canceled and that because my opinion differs from her opinion... I am not free to express my opinion in her opinion. Well, that's my opinion.
8: Hey, guys, it's Carson. Thursday on the show, the U.S. government paid a German government agency to train U.S. teachers to indoctrinate kids against conservative media. Yeah, it's evil, and it's real. Maybe Joe Biden should live in a hollowed-out volcano. Noon to 3 on WCBM.
1: Thank you, producer Brian, playing my Friday song for me. As many of you guys probably heard earlier, I will be off tomorrow. Uh, I would say that I'll be enjoying my birthday, but according to my daughter, it is her day. And so we are going to a water park (laughs) because that's what she wants to do on uh, my birthday, but I won't be here. Uh, Pat McDonough will be filling in for me, so thank you for that. It's my favorite song on Friday. It really is. Gets you fired up for the weekend. Uh, I did want you to take a listen to VP Kamala Harris uh, just yesterday on The View. Now, this is another one, right? Like, similar to MSNBC, I watched the clips of The View, so you don't have to. Well, this was going viral, and, of course, I posted it on my, my X page as well because I thought... This woman is so clueless, right? She lacks all self-awareness. Take a listen.
2: Let's talk a little bit about how you're going to go after the other side. Because some heavy-hitting Democrats are sounding the alarm behind closed doors. Uh, President Obama reportedly has said that he thinks the Biden campaign is too complacent when it comes to Trump. Uh, Representative Jim Clyburn has said the campaign isn't breaking through the MAGA wall. Um, Michelle Obama says she's terrified, as we are. Uh, about the potential outcome of the election. Now, are are you scared, first of all, what could happen if Trump ever became, God forbid, president again? And what are you going to do to stop the crazies?
9: I am scared as heck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Which is why I'm traveling our country. You know, there's an old saying that there are only two ways to run Mm. for office, either without an opponent or scared. So on all of those points, yes, we should all be scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as we know, and certainly this is a, a table of very powerful women, we don't run away from something when we're scared. We fight back against it. hmm That's right. Right? So, Ryan, yeah. uh, So many of us know when we are scared for the future of our children, do we then stay in bed with the covers over our heads? Nope. No, we can't. <laughs> we can't. Cannot. We cannot. No. And this is where this election. It requires, rightly, that President Biden and I and, and all of us who are part of this administration, we got to earn re-election. There is no question. we got to be on the road. Listen, since the, in the last two weeks, I've been to Georgia, I've been to Nevada, I've been to North Carolina, I've been to South Carolina twice. In the first two weeks of this year, I will be out on the road. We have to earn the re-elect. And we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes. And, and that is going to be one of our big challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to net, let people know who brung it to them. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's where she kind of ends there. And sorry about that. There was a cackle at the very end. Brian, the producer, you were correct in that. Look, here's, here's, there's so many pieces to this, right? Let's just peel back the layers. First and foremost, VP Kamala Harris was given a task when she first got into office in 2020 as a VP. And so they asked her, and I say they, I would say the Biden administration, right? Possibly awesome the DNC. They said that we're going to task you with the southern border. What did she do? She decided that she wanted to get to the root cause of why people were coming over the southern border, right? Do you remember this? She went to Guatemala. She went to El Salvador. Th- those that lived there, the president of El Salvador basically laughed at her face And so then she decided, you know what, I don't want to do this. So she never visited the border itself. And so a large part of why Trump is doing so well, in my opinion, is because the southern border is wide open and she did not do her job. And so now she's like almost like complaining there. I've been traveling so much in the first two weeks. (laughs) Like, no kidding. You haven't done anything. And so at the very end, you heard her say, you know, we got to really tell them what we've been doing with this administration. You know, we got to let them know who brought it to them. She gave no specifics. What have you done? What has this administration done? Nothing good, right? Nothing positive. If anything, it's all been negative. And now it's so bad, the Democrat Party, the DNC, has pretty much lost the minority vote. (laughs) This is crazy. She just lacks, she lacks complete self-awareness. And then I just sat there watching, thinking, I mean, these women on The View, what are they so scared of in their gated communities, right? Michelle Obama, she's so scared. Yes, Martha's Vineyard, that mansion she has in the middle of nowhere, she's very scary. Very scary. All right. Well, I had fun today. I hope you did, too. I actually had fun all week. As I said, I'll be here on Monday. So I hope you enjoy tomorrow with Pat McDonough. Brian, as always, thank you for a great show. And I'll talk to all of you on Monday at 9 a.m.
5: Do you want to experience one of the world's biggest, boldest ships and cruise the tropics with me, Bruce Elliott? This October 27th, 2024, you can get on board and travel the best overall cruise ship, Symphony of the Seas. Join me for a WCBM Radio week of adventures on deck with world-class entertainment, including Broadway's favorite hairspray. Enjoy pool day bliss under the sun, gourmet dining from Italy to Wonderland, and of course, a cocktail party on board and drinks are on me. Memories will be made on the shore of Nassau, the Space Coast of Port Canaveral, and Royal Caribbean's private island, Coco Cay. Come join Royal Caribbean and BTS Cruise and Tour on Symphony of the Seas for seven wonderful nights and glorious days in the warm sun. Call 410 825 9887 for questions or reservations. That's 410 825 9887. All aboard!
2: Features may vary by ship. All itineraries are subject to change without notice. Ship's registry, the Bahamas.
0: WCBM Baltimore is talk radio 680 a.m. and 99.9 fm in harford county baltimore's listening